You've seen our research on social media. Now join us as we dive deeper into the public health topics of our time, featuring new studies and findings generated by our faculty and researchers committed to advancing health equity. From the Department of Population and Public Health Sciences at Keck School of Medicine of USC, this is Preventive Pros, the podcast. Hello, my name is uh, Dr. Albert Farias. I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Population and Public Health Sciences. I'm also a member of the Norris Comprehensive Cancer Center, a member of the Gare Family Center for Health System Science, um, as well as co-director of the PhD program in epidemiology. So I consider myself a health services researcher and a cancer epidemiologist, um, really focused on healthcare equity. Um, so what exactly does that mean? So um, most of my research is focused on trying to understand and intervene on why there are dis racial ethnic disparities in cancer mortality, with a particular focus on the healthcare delivery system as a modifiable factor. There currently are uh, multiple cancer treatments that are highly effective. For instance, targeted therapies for women diagnosed with um, certain tumor receptors for breast cancer, um, as well as, as lung cancer treatments as well and immunotherapies. Perhaps one of the most effective treatments for early stage cancers like lung cancer is surgical resection. However, when we look at the data, we see that not everyone um, is is um, are, not everyone are receiving evidence based what we call evidence based guideline concordant treatment. Meaning, um, what do clinical trials suggest are the most effective treatments? Um, we find that not everyone receives them. Um, and that there are racial ethnic disparities in who's receiving those treatments. So for instance, for patients diagnosed with very early stage lung cancer, guideline concordant treatment is surgical resection of the tumor. And when we look at the data, we see that some people are not receiving any surgical resection um, of the lung cancer tumor. And we see even fewer um, black patients that are diagnosed with cancer. Uh, lung cancer receiving surgical resection. And so what happens is um, that, you know, when certain subgroups start to um, be less likely to receive these evidence-based treatments, it leads to differences and disparities. And the evidence suggests that when we control for um, the type of treatments received, we no longer see disparities in cancer mortality in general. And so this is really, really important as we start to develop new technologies and new therapies to treat cancer um, that we try to identify and make sure that the care is equitable across race, ethnicity, across socio-demographic characteristics so that everyone has a chance at surviving um, and thriving and doing well once they are diagnosed with cancer. So when patients don't receive these evidence-based cancer treatments, um, it tends to lead to differences in mortality. And I think that this is a, a major contribution to disparities in cancer outcomes. Um, I also acknowledge in my research that there are other determinants of health, right? The social determinants of health that contribute to these cancer outcomes. Um, but my research is really focused on trying to identify the factors within the healthcare delivery system that might drive some of those disparities. And so, um, for instance, things like 
physician communication, right? The way that patients and interact with their physicians is really important. Um, the other resources within the healthcare delivery system, like patient navigation, um, community health workers, promotoras, um, care coordination, all of these factors really drive whether or not patients receive that evidence-based cancer treatment. And so my research is really trying to understand these multiple levels that drive receipt of cancer treatment within the healthcare delivery system so that eventually we could develop interventions um, to try and make care more, uh, more equitable. The passion and motivation behind my research interest is really sparked by my own personal experiences um, growing up as, as a first-generation um, college student, um, growing up in within Los Angeles County. Um, I do consider myself a Latino uh, scholar. And so a lot of my research questions that I'm able to ask, um, and a lot of that innovation comes from my own experiences. So when I was younger, um, going through college, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, she was uninsured. Um, I remember having to pay the $50 for her to get a chest x-ray to find out only that the cancer had spread um, to her lungs and she was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. And so navigating the healthcare delivery system, um, understanding how she interacted with her physicians and sitting with her at all of these appointments through chemotherapy, you know, post-surgery, um, really informed the questions and my motivation um, for my research, or really the motivation for my research today. And so um, one of the areas that I'm that I'm really excited about um, that we've been able to use data from the SEER CAPS data set, that's data from the cancer registry that's linked to surveys of patient experiences about certain aspects of their care. And we find that um, Black cancer patients and Hispanic cancer patients tend to have poor experiences with physician communication, with care coordination, and with their ability to get needed care. Um, and these experiences are really, really important, and we're starting to link it to whether or not they're associated with receiving evidence-based care. And they are for um, minoritized populations. And so if we could improve the way that physicians talk to patients, whether or not they show them respect, whether or not they spend enough time with them, whether or not they explain things in a way that they understand. Um, I believe that those modifiable aspects within the healthcare delivery system could lead to um, healthcare equity and who's being um, treated for, for, for lung cancer diagnosis. And so, um, to bring that all together, you know, my my passion is to really understand those systems and and patients and physicians and how they interact at multiple levels, um, because I've also gone through that and understand the impact um, that 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 has on patient outcomes. A lot of what we know about who receives guideline concordant treatment and who doesn't the prior research has really focused on sort of individual level factors that drive that. So maybe it's culture, um, maybe it's, um, you know, certain beliefs, 
um, certain health behaviors that make patients less likely to get certain treatments. But the my focus is really on sort of the healthcare delivery system aspect of it and how physicians and patients interact. My students um, have very similar um, research interests in trying to understand the sort of causes for disparities in cancer outcomes. And so my goal as, as a mentor, as a scientist, is to equip them with their with tools so that they're able to answer questions that are also related to their own experiences and their own um, ideas of what's causing these, these issues. And um, with an eye towards the sort of healthcare delivery system and how different groups are treated. So for instance, um, uh, a recently pa- published paper in the journal Cancer um, looked at the healthcare experiences for Black patients treated with cancer. And we've identified huge differences in sort of good care and bad care where we are finding that Black patients more commonly than have been documented do experience racial discrimination within the healthcare delivery system. And it's these experiences that shape the trust that they have in the medical profession, um, that shape the types of treatments that they receive as well. And so um, we have, we've published multiple papers on, on this now where um, Black cancer patients will say, They'll just get up and walk out of an appointment because other patients are being seen before them. And, you know, those experiences with racial discrimination are causing them to forego care. And so these are, are really, really important to recognize. And, you know, these questions came from a student, right? And so my job as a faculty member, as a mentor, as a member of the community, is to equip them with the tools to be able to answer their their research questions that matter most to them. And so I've been very fortunate to be in this position and in the department of PPHS um, with the tools that I have to be able to foster those research questions in my mentees as well. Mentorship has been vitally important to my career from the time that I that I was in high school um, to even now as a junior faculty member and every step along the way. I've had mentors um, and sometimes in, in different people have been different things to me. I think that um, I I've always felt the need to have a mentor to cheer me on and to celebrate my successes and to to lift me up when I was sort of feeling um, lost or confused. I've had mentors um, that help in my professional development, mentors who help with my scientific inquiry and and methods. Um, And these have come from very, very different people along the way. I think every once in a while we get lucky and we find that one mentor that possesses all of these qualities and different aspects. And so because I've benefited so much from, from that mentorship, I try to be that for my students um, as a way uh, to give back and honor my mentors um, for helping me get to this point. And so um, I've been recognized by USC um, and received the USC Mentoring Award for 
faculty mentoring graduate students. And I, I try to foster their own their own research interests and give as much of my time as as is possible <laughs> that allows with all the research going on. Um, but I try to be that for my students. I try to encourage them. I try to foster their own research interests. I try to foster their professional development. And, you know, I really try to increase the scientific rigor of their work as well. I think the outlook of, of cancer care and cancer care equity is, is promising. I think that there's still a lot of work that needs to be done um, to understand the complex nature of care um, and how people from different backgrounds navigate the cancer care treatment setting. There's great evidence that exists already on what could work to decrease and minimize disparities. Um, but with limited resources, we kind of need to study and prioritize what these um, modifiable factors are. And so my I have a large health equity award uh, research scholars grant from the American Cancer Society to study what these factors are for racial ethnic specific minorities um, so that we could develop that intervention, right? So that we can study all of these factors in one comprehensive study so that we could direct resources towards there. So I'm really interested as, you know, very excited to carry out this research um, and then to eventually develop an intervention um, that will that will have an impact at minimizing these disparities that exist in cancer treatment. Preventive Pros, the podcast, is produced by the Department of Population and Public Health Sciences at Keck School of Medicine of USC. To learn more about any of our episodes, or to subscribe to our monthly Preventive Dose newsletter featuring the latest in public health research and news, visit pphs.usc.edu forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.